Hey Outlaws, you're listening to episode 20 and I am so, so excited. We have reached this, what feels like a huge milestone. I feel like I've been doing this forever. At the same time, it feels like five minutes ago. So hello, welcome to this week's episode. We have a really hot conversation this week. It is a necessary conversation. It is relevant. It's timely. It's something I have certainly felt in the past six or seven weeks. And I've had this conversation with a number of clients and friends and peers. So we're going to be talking about how we, as content creators, as business owners, as empaths, how do we create content for Instagram without adding to the noise? Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the saturation of our industries or niches. I I just think that's a, an old conversation. We can't change it. Let's all support each other and know that there is enough space for each of us. More specifically, how do we avoid adding to all of the noise that is going on around us? Every time we open our phone, we are inundated with adverts and promises, false promises, I should say. We're inundated with businesses, big and small, of all sizes, trying to talk about their skills, their business. They're trying to market themselves. And we have to do the same. There's no denying that we as business owners, as content creators, need to market our business. We need to and I quote, show up in some way. And we need to do that through content. We talked about this last week. I asked you the question, why do you create content? And I talked about our storytelling path and how important it is that we create this storytelling path between ourselves and our content and our audience. I don't know about you all, but for me, January of 2021 was this really strange month. It was like deja vu. I had real low energy for most of the month. And I think this was both personal and professional. There was things externally happening that were impacting my ability to create content or my ability to know what to say. At the same time, I felt frustrated because I know what to say. But as business owners, we have to remember that we are running something that is so close to our heart. It is built from our own passion, our own skills. We are in this deep relationship with our businesses. That's the only way I can kind of describe it, especially as empaths. Like we have this deeply committed relationship to our business. Sometimes it's very unhealthy. (laughs) And this relationship means that small and big external factors can impact our ability to launch, sell, create content, record podcasts, record video, just create workflows and actually be productive. There is so much that impacts us, both on this kind of minute scale and on a big, on a macro scale, right? There are things that are constantly impacting how we move through our businesses, how we navigate this journey. Some of those things are out of our control. And I think one of those things that impacted my personal energy in January was I felt like I was redoing COVID all over again. 
we had got to this point where we knew we were coming up for this 12-month mark. We had been dealing with lockdowns and restrictions and a new way of living life or a new way of kind of restricting our lives, new way of working, new way of being. We had been doing this for almost a year. And yet for some reason in January, I felt like I was relearning everything all over again. And I also know that there was this stark difference between December and January. So interesting, because even though on a conscious level, I knew that we weren't going to wake up on New Year's Day and everything was going to change. But subconsciously, I think a lot of us felt that we're heading into this new year. It had to be better than the previous one. And then a lot of both political events and personal events unfolded that meant that we just were kind of reminded that nothing had changed. We do see an end in sight. This is going to end. But right now, and for the past six or seven weeks, maybe it hasn't felt that way. And I think we have to acknowledge that as human beings, not as business owners, but as human beings, we have to acknowledge that because what we do in our business and how we create content and how we just choose to show up is heavily impacted by our energy and both our physical and mental energy, our emotional energy. It's impacted by both personal and professional factors. It's not this kind of easy linear linear way of working. And that is unfortunately what so many businesses want you to believe. So many marketers want you to believe that creating content is easy. You know, you just listen to what people are telling you and then you just create content and you just, you know, just do it. I get so frustrated when I see those, those offers where it's like 500 blog topics. And I've downloaded those in the past, freebies, and I've probably paid for some. And I get them and I'm like, this doesn't feel like content to me. And one of the reasons, if you've ever felt that way too, one of the reasons is because there is no substance. There is no substance to that content. And as storytellers, as empaths, as creatives, we can't just rock up with kind of a heading, like five books that I'm loving right now. Sure, that has its time and its relevance, but... If I know anything about myself, it's that I want to talk about that one book that fucking changed my life. And I am going to tell you about that book and I'm going to tell you where you can buy it. And I'm going to tell you my favorite quote. And I'm going to like bend your ear about how amazing this one book is. And this is the difference between making noise and creating content with substance and telling a story. That is the difference. If there's any kind of analogy I could give you, that is it. That is the difference between saying, I'm going to write a a post around five books that I, you know, I've read this year and not really get my audience excited about any of them versus writing a few posts about one book and getting my audience so excited that they're now sending me DMs saying, oh my gosh, I've loved this book. I'm so glad you shared it because it's exactly what I needed. This is the difference between creating content and creating content without adding to the noise. It is a deep understanding of what our audience needs. Your content needs to address your audience's needs and not your wants. And if we are creating content just because we have to fill a quota, then everyone is going to lose. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. 
We are creating our own version of success and striving to build and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online marketing and business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, storyteller, Instagram alchemist, mentor, and CEO of The Outlaws, a holistic business mentorship, meeting you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry. Get ready because we're having the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. And you'll learn how to create intention and connection behind your content marketing so you can sell without selling out. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business. The highs, lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. So last week, we talked about storytelling. If you haven't listened to episode 19, go back and listen to it because I dive into storytelling, talking about your storytelling path. I talk about the four steps in that path, and I share with you the importance of the connection that you create between you, your audience, and why they should consider buying from you. I also touched on the fact that one of the things that really impacts us, I think, in relation to our emotions and our self-worth is that we kind of neglect our audience, right? I'm just going to be really honest. We neglect our audience. We are constantly being told we need more. We're constantly being told we need more followers, more subscribers. We need more bells, more whistles, more everything, that we need to do more and be more and that we're not enough and that what we have isn't enough. Now, the problem with that, besides being an entire crock of bullshit, the problem with that is that it constantly tells us that we need to be doing more. We need to create more content. We need to come up with better ideas. That's not good enough. Charge more. All this kind of stuff. The thing is, when we start to shift from this number that we see, email subscribers or our follower account, wherever that might be. Maybe you have a Facebook group or a community and you're nurturing that. And we feel like it's not enough. And we're constantly trying to look for more. We're constantly trying to attract more people. And we neglect the people that are already there, right? This is part of the problem because when we are focused on client attraction, or attracting people to our group, or attracting email subscribers, we are neglecting the people who've already put their hand up and said, hey, I have a question. Or, hey, yeah, I'd like to be involved in that. That is literally what people are doing now. Yes, okay, not every single one. I get that, right? We have people who sign up and then never read anything. We have people who follow us and have no intention of engaging. But who cares? (laughs) Who cares? That is like one person, right? If you have one person that does that, but you have 50 people who are actually actively waiting for you to say something profound, show up for those 50 people. Show up if it's two people. Who who cares? We're constantly chasing numbers. We're constantly looking for more. Yes, of course, technically, 
we should have more sales if we have a bigger audience, but it's not always the case. And I've touched on that before. Today, I want to say to you that your audience is always paying attention. Your audience is always paying attention. And I have said this so many times over the last year because it's so true. And let's be honest, both positively and negatively, they are paying attention. And as content creators, and especially as empaths, we definitely feel this sense of duty towards our audience. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to actually look at your audience as human beings and know that you have a sense of duty and a sense of responsibility to create content that is actually going to help them be of value to them, be of use to them, right? It comes back to that need for your content. Your content needs to address your audience's needs, not your wants. So often we are looking at content from what we, the business owner, want. Well, I want to grow my audience. I want to make this many sales. I want to grow my email list. All those things are important to a certain degree. Those things matter, yes. And maybe some of them matter more than others to each of you. But what we also need to remember is that our content needs to address what our audience need, what they are looking for. Comes back to that listening piece, right? We have this superpower that we can either use or not use. Every single person has this ability to listen to what our audience is telling us. And we either choose to use it or we don't. And there are going to be times, even when you know this, that you don't use it. I've had those. I know that I need to listen to my audience. And yet there are times when my ego gets in the way and I create content based on what I want to achieve. And usually it backfires. (laughs) Usually it backfires because it's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's about what someone else needs. So how do you create this content without adding to the noise? If you are a highly emotional empath, if you are someone who comes from deep feeling and feels constantly overwhelmed by the world around us, so therefore for the last 12 months have become incredibly hyper aware of the need to be of value. I think for so many of us, that feeling has heightened in the last year. You know, the world has felt so heavy. There are so many things impacting businesses and financial stability. And we don't know when things are going to end. I think the the, the lack of knowing, the lack of certainty is, to me at least, it feels like the, the scariest thing. I have no idea. I don't know. But I have to have faith that at some point, and at some point soon, things will start to move forward. But between now and then, how do we continue to create content? This was something I came up against a lot last year, not just because of COVID. During George, during George Floyd's death, during um, the insurrection in January at the Capitol, I was left with this feeling of, what do I say? And I know that so many of you probably felt the same. This is when we need to listen and tap into our intuition because whatever you are feeling, your audience are feeling too. Whatever you are feeling, your audience feels. 
Whatever it is that you need from content in that moment is likely what your audience needs. And this should be the way we continue to create content. Not just while COVID is going on, not just whilst we have lockdowns, not just while school is closed, permanently. As content creators and as business owners, if we want to lead the way, if we want to forge and not follow, this is how we do it. We create content by saying to ourselves, well, what does my audience need to feel? Not what does my audience need to feel to buy from me, but what do they need? So when I look at creating content about Instagram in particular and Instagram marketing, I'm not saying, okay, well, what do I need to say to sell? I'm asking myself, what really is, well, A, pissing me off, right? What do I see that really annoys me in the online space, within my industry or within my niche? But also, what is it my audience needs to hear? What do they need to hear right now? What do they need from me? How can I help them today or this week or this month? How are they feeling or how do they want to feel about their content? Because so often we're looking at it from our own strategy. And this is how we create content without adding to the noise and create an intuitive strategy around our content by listening by acknowledging that our audience are human beings with feelings and emotions and understanding what it is they want and need from their content when they consume content and understanding that can constantly evolve. Your work is never done. You will always need to be listening and at any given time, your audience could change. Again, we found this in 2020. Things that were important to us in 2019 we're no longer important to many of us in 2020. Our needs changed as business owners, as human beings, as women, as wives, as parents, as spouses. As human beings, our needs changed. And that means that our way, we, the way we consume content, that changes. Therefore, as content creators, we have to adjust the way we create content. But the only way we can recognize that is by listening to our intuition, our audience, and our data. So when we're creating content, we need to ensure that, yes, we're paying attention to our audience. Yes, we're listening to them. But also that we're stepping into this role of content creator instead of content consumer. Oftentimes, when we are constantly consuming content, and again, this typically happens when we are already feeling low energy and kind of crappy about something. We use social media to numb. That is the reason most of us go to Instagram. We go to check on our own businesses, right? That ego planning again. And we go in there to numb, to see what other people are doing. What's going on? We don't necessarily go to social media or specifically Instagram and Facebook, places like that. We don't go looking for answers. Sometimes we find them in amongst our scroll through the feed. We see some content that we love. And maybe we watch stories and we typically watch the stories that are of interest to us, right? That is just the way we work. But as content creators, we need to also look at this from the point of creation and not just consumption. Also, because when we consume more content, we get really distracted from our own vision and purpose. 
when we consume a lot of content, we find ourselves comparing our businesses, our content, our lives, our success to others. I know that when I'm deeply aligned with what I'm doing in my business and therefore I'm creating content that I know is of value and of use and my audience is giving me feedback and I'm listening and I'm creating more content, I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't care about all the webinars and all the promises or false promises of what I need to do to be successful because what I'm doing feels of value. There is purpose behind it and it is success as far as I'm concerned. So when we can move away from content consumption to content creation, when we can lean into what our audience needs from our content, we can start to create content without adding to the noise. It's not always easy. I want to be really clear. And as I said at the beginning of this, there are so many factors that can impact our ability to create content or our ability to know what to say at any given time. Either because something is happening on a a micro scale to us personally, right? Personally, something is going on. Or if something macro is happening, something on the external scale like lockdown, COVID. Both things equally important. But one is important to us, one is important to all people. We have to understand the difference. One is impacting our ability to create content. One is impacting everyone's ability to create content or everyone's ability to know what they need. So when we start to look at this and actually start to understand what our audience needs, we can create content that they need. And therefore, they will tell you yes or no, I like this or I don't. And I've said this recently that every time your audience responds or doesn't, it's telling you something. That is information that we have to acknowledge. Put our egos down, leave them at the door, and we have to understand that this isn't about what we want. This is about what they need. Creating content for them. This is how you create content without adding to the noise. This is how you do it consistently. And sometimes you're going to feel something that you really want to say. And my thoughts, listen to your intuition. If you want to say it because it's a service and you want to say this thing because it's actually going to positively impact people, then say it, share it, post it. But if you are creating content just because, then it's not going to have the impact you want anyway. If you're creating content to fill a quota, everyone loses. Be patient. This is a long game. So you don't need to say everything and you don't need to say everything right now. You have time to create content. You can be patient with the creative process because when there's urgency, we all lose. Because when you create content with this kind of expectation and it's what you want and it's not what they need and you're doing it quickly just because you have to create something. We can feel that. And as empaths and creatives, there's a good chance that your audience also function in that way, that they are also able to sense and feel how you are feeling. If your audience and yourself are very similar. Most businesses come or are created, sorry, from a version of ourselves, right? Most of us 
create businesses because we experience something and we go through it and we learn and we're like, shit, that was hard. I wish somebody had made that simpler for me. I wish I'd known now what I knew then. And then we go, oh, <laughs> I could teach people how to kind of bypass all the bullshit and just get to the, the end result. Sometimes you have to go through some of the bullshit. Let's just be honest. But either way, for most of us, the people that we are looking to work with, that we're looking to create for, our customers, our clients, our audience, these are people who are a similar in a similar situation to us or they're a previous version of ourselves. And you have usually navigated the things they are currently navigating. You have to look at it from the point of view of, what would I have wanted to hear? If I was starting my business or I had just started my business and then there was an, a pandemic, a global pandemic that affected the entire world and it affected people's incomes and jobs and stability and our mental health and emotional health and our physical health, what kind of content would I want to be creating? This is just as important now as it would be then. This is just as important now as it was a year ago. And it will be, and it will continue to be just as important. We cannot go back. We cannot go back to running businesses with this kind of hustle and grind mentality, looking at only how we can bring in more and more and more, more people, more followers, more subscribers, more. That was what business was for such a long time. And so when you started, it felt really fucking hard because we were starting at zero. Yes, everyone started at zero, but starting at zero now in 2021 is different to starting at zero in 2011. And anyone who wants to tell you that's not the case are lying. (laughs) It's just not, business is different now to when I started five years ago. Because every single year, we learn more. Technology changes. There's new software. When I started my business, we didn't even have Facebook Live. Periscope was the rage. That was the thing. And then when Facebook changed, we all ran to Instagram. Now everyone's on TikTok. And that other thing, which I can't remember its name, Clubhouse, is that what it's called? That thing. Everyone's on there. Business constantly evolves. We have to evolve with it. We have to realize that. But we also have to understand as business owners, as content creators, that whilst we're evolving, so is our audience. Our audience, no matter who you serve in your business, your audiences are savvier than they were five years ago. Your audiences are savvier than they were five years ago. That is evolution in this digital age. So we need to understand the way we create content constantly evolves. And right now that content needs to come from a place of listening, come from a place of empathy, is to tap into that superpower that we have. If you are an empath, if you are a highly emotional empath, you are constantly being told that that's a problem. You're constantly being told you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. My hand is raised high because I have been told that so many times. How many times I've been told when I used to work in corporate and I used to work in a customer-facing job, 
I used to get told frequently, mostly by middle-aged white men, that I should smile a bit more. Or they would come up to me and be like, you should smile, love. It might never happen. And whilst I was fuming on the inside, I would have to bite my tongue, smile sweetly, and just kind of, (laughs) yeah. I don't have to do that now because I get to choose who I interact with. But the point being, we don't have to smile. It is fucking happening. (laughs) Has been happening for a while. Um, It's not us, right? It's not us, it's them. It's kind of how I look at it, you know, in that sense, this comes back to why we create content and how we create content. You know, we're paying attention as empaths, as people who are constantly like in our heads and thinking about the way we exist in the world. We are paying attention to the world around us. We are aware that shit is going, is going on. It's not our fault that others aren't. But our audience probably are also aware. So we have to think about that in the process. So if you are struggling with what to say, your audience are probably struggling with how do I consume less content? How do I consume the right content? What do I want to look for? How do I make more intentional buying decisions? These are things that we saw happen last year. We saw this. People consumed content really differently People were more thoughtful with their interactions. And what I mean by that is people thought more about who they followed. They didn't just follow anyone. And when they made purchases, I think a lot of us were looking at it from the point of view, does this business align with my values? And so it's, if we're thinking that, our audience are thinking that. This is where you need to go into your storytelling path which I talked about last week in episode 19, because your values are a huge part of that storytelling. If you don't tell people what they need to know, they're going to make assumptions. Business is human. Business is political. We need to stand up and tell people what we believe in on a consistent basis. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't try and protect. Stand up and say it because otherwise no one knows. And this is how you create content in your business on a regular basis. I'm not going to say consistently because I'm kind of out of, I'm out of love with that word. That's how you create content on a regular basis without adding noise, without creating more noise, without, you do it, this is how you do it with value and of service and of use to your audience rather than just being another post in their feed. Get to know them, have some conversations Build that connection and that community and that trust, right? This is not about no like, and trust anymore. No one gives a shit if you're likable, right? No one gives a shit. It doesn't matter. That likability factor is just done. The no like and trust is like burning in 2020. It's now about knowing, relating, and trusting, Knowing, relating, and trusting. We need to relate to businesses. We need to relate to business owners. We need to relate to their values. People are paying attention and people do their homework. So when we create content, we need to be aware of that impact that we have. Yes, we do have responsibility to our audience and to those around us. 
And we have a responsibility to ourselves to make sure that we are not creating content to fill a quota, but we are creating content that actually encourages our audience to have conversations, to know they're not alone, to feel something, because we all want to feel something that isn't fear right now. Because that's what we're dealing with on a daily basis, still, a year on. So I would love for you to come over to Instagram, follow us at entrepreneurial underscore outlaws. The link to follow us on Instagram is in the show notes, but I would love for you to come over and continue this conversation on the feed, in my, send me a DM, however you want to connect. I would love to continue this conversation because we're not done. <laughs> this conversation is not done, right? We'll be picking it up in a couple of weeks. Next week, we have two incredible human beings on the show. It's going to be a week of crossovers and collaborations and takeovers. Um, we are t- I am teaming up with two of my favorites, online friends. We've never met in real life, which is just crazy to me, but I am teaming up with the incredible people behind Middle Finger to Perfection. They have a podcast, Middle Finger to Perfection. Um, Jenna and Ashley, Jenna Jenna Teague and Ashley Lickle will be joining me to have a conversation around perfection and being a rebel. It's going to be a little perfection meets rebel conversation. We're going to dive into what it means to, how do you connect the two things? Because I feel like being an outlaw or a rebel and being a perfectionist, they're like at two ends of the spectrum. So how do we bring those two things together? And we're going to talk about that because quite honestly, I'm both. I am a perfectionist. I use it to, I use it as a strength. I don't see it as a negative because I'm able to manage it. So we're going to have that conversation and they have so much to say and I have so much to say. So I cannot wait for you to hear that conversation next week in episode 21 the time being, make sure you head over to the show notes, grab the Outlaw Manifesto. And if you want to dive into some more content creation strategy and some more support there, make sure you grab the Instagram Alchemy Roadmap. It's a free PDF and you can grab the link in the show notes. This PDF goes through the content creation process I use with both my own content, with clients, it helps you to look at that storytelling path, also takes you through how I write my Instagram captions and I actually show you step-by-step how I do this. So make sure if you need some more support, go grab that from the show notes, come and say hello on Instagram. Let's continue this conversation over there and I will see you next week. See you later outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. 
And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws, 